What's going on, everybody, man? Yo. Oh, Jerome says word is here, man. We we gonna do this thing. We're gonna make this thing happen. We're definitely trying to get the YouTube popping off. And there was no better event than to start getting the YouTube popping off than with um Word Watch number one. Word on wrestling number eight. I hear you. SummerSlam 2022, man. And, hey, hey, top to bottom, I was entertained. You can say what you want. You can nitpick certain matches. Um, But no matter which way you slice it, man, like, I feel like, And that was the end of the show. We had things going off from the first match. Like this was this was the last match. Like I I really don't know. Like as soon as the first match ended, I said this is match of the night. Nothing's topping it. Um, the next match match comes on. I'm inside of a um, I'm inside of Twitter Spaces. I'm inside Summer of Slams uh, Twitter Space. Uh, hashtag Summer of Slams uh, was the hashtag that uh, at Rasslecast was using. Um, wasn't too many of us in there. It's about three of us in there. I don't know how things went the rest of the night or whatever. But for you know the beginning of the show, it was about it was about three of us in there or whatever. And uh, I mean, it was Saturday night, so obviously things people probably you know had had other things going on, but I think I ended up not making it all the way through, and at some point the spaces ended, but we was talking about how nothing could follow Bianca and Becky, and then obviously you had the debuts and the returns, and I mean, matches followed Bianca and Becky. I mean, it's still, to me, from a pure, from a purely, from a wrestling aspect, that was still the, like the, the, the match of the night, but man, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, last man standing. <laughs> For all the flack that people give Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns matches, they 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 did something I I could honestly say I never saw I never saw that before. I never saw that before. I've seen matches where it was like pure carnage, but this was like 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 those matches was like right here. This match was like right. Here. For, for, like if you listening to the to the audio part, you, you you probably don't see my hands. But if you go to the YouTube, like yo, that that main event was it, it was something different. It, it was something different. I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of promotions try different things. Like I mean, they've tried different matches when Vince was there, but to be a last man standing match, I mean, there was certain tropes within the match that you that that we've seen. But there was like so much carnage, like it was just like
But hands down, like as far as for uh, uh as as a spectacle, I have to say the most entertaining part of the show, the most thrilling, the most edge of your seat, the most unpredictable what's gonna happen. Hands down, the main event, rightfully so, deserved to be the main event. Yo, like, this is a great way to start WWE post Vince McMahon. I mean, yo, I know he only, I know he said it to Seth, but he really, he really was talking to the fans, yo. When Triple H sent out that tweet, he quote tweeted Seth Rollins and he said, I hear you. He was really talking to us. This, this is what we want. I mean, I, I haven't listened to a lot of the, the, uh, too many different opinions in regards to the show as of yet. Because uh, I had to run it back, obviously, because I wanted to make sure everything was fresh in my mind. Obviously, doing it last night probably wouldn't have done it justice. And and that's what I'm hoping to do. I'm going to try to do the same for AEW. I'm going to try to do the same for NXT, uh, Impact, ROH, whoever else that I decide that I want to cover, especially on a word watch, is I definitely want to go back and give it another view. Watching it live, I'm going to just watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have my initial thoughts. I'm going to take my initial thoughts, time permitting. Obviously, if I don't have time to get it out in a timely fashion, then the word watch probably won't happen. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. But I feel like uh, for the most part, I should be able to get these to, to get these out, which is which is why I'm not going to be doing these weekly. I'll be doing them for pay-per-views. I might not do them for all the pay-per-views, but like certain ones, I feel like I have, like if it's something that was worthy of a, of a word watch review, either positive or negative, then I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and try to get the video up on the channel. Uh, the video might have different looks uh, because there's different ways that I'm trying, I'm going to try to do this to see what the best method is to to record like whether to use a webcam from the laptop iphone or use my actual camcorder i don't know but uh right now i'm using the iphone because i tried to use the camera on 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 the uh on on the laptop and i wasn't feeling the video quality um when i was looking back at myself so i said you know what let me go ahead and see what i could do with the iphone and uh, I don't know, maybe if the opportunity presents itself, if enough people uh, like the uh, like the videos, like the, like the word watches, hopefully I could carve out some time and maybe do a word watch with a, with a special guest or two, you know, figure out how to get that done. But I mean, it's just, man, like just starting from the beginning of the show, it just you had a different feeling. You had a different feeling, man. Like, uh, Becky Lynch comes out. Bianca Belair comes out. 
we getting right to it, yo. We getting right to it. We we getting we getting a double main event. We getting the first match and the last match as a double main event. The double and in the first and it's not getting treated like like you can't say something is a main event. And then not treat it like a main event. No matter where you put it on the card, you can put it in the middle of the show. Like the show was about, um, I want to say, it, if I remember correctly, that the, the runtime was about three minutes and, th- uh, excuse me, three hours, three and a half hours. And the main event, they started hyping the main event at, at about two hours and 45 minutes. And that was pretty much dedicated the rest of the show was dedicated to the main event. So, I mean, there was uh, a couple of matches I'm hearing people was mad about not having enough time, uh, specifically one, um, from what I'm hearing. Um, I, I, I don't know. It might have been Steve Austin um, that mentioned it. but And, I mean, Steve is Steve, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to let him have that. And, and maybe he's right, but the way the, – the story, the story behind behind that match – the uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, I mean, it still fits, man. It still it it it, it still puts a it still gives us something that's not definitive. It, it's something that you know the story is going to continue. You got the whole month of August to 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 plot this out to get to to get to Clash at the Castle. Um, at the beginning of September, and then uh, I believe there's gonna be another pay per view. I want to say at the no, no, no. I think I think I posted the schedule. I, I know they have it up for the rest of the year. I know it's Clash at the Castle. Um, there's gonna be a Crown Jewel Survivor Series. I believe there's. I want to say there's, let's see, September, and then it was like two for October, which I believe that's uh, Crown Jewel, and then there's a pay-per-view at the end of October, and then there's Survivor Series, and then I believe there's a pay-per-view in December, but I forgot the actual names, so... You know, you're gonna be hitting it hard, on um, and then you know, day one, if if that's uh, gonna be a, if that's gonna be coming back on January first, um, I guess we have to wait and see because uh, the schedule ended, I believe, with with, if not Survivor Series, it ended with with the with this with the whatever the the December pay per view is gonna be, but yeah, you know, uh, Sasha, I mean, excuse me, uh, Bianca, Bianca and Becky, they. They did what they had to do. Uh, they wrestled for more than twenty six seconds. I know that. I, I, I know that. I know that's that, that's for sure. And um, you know, had a lot of had a lot of things going on in there. And Bianca hit the Bianca hit <laughs> Bianca hit the KOD on the outside. Uh, they came back. Uh, to the they came they eventually come back inside and uh, I believe earlier in the yeah earlier in the match Becky had hit hit the manhandle slam and I was kind of worried I was like nah it seems too quick I mean obviously 
not last year, 26 seconds, you know, the the match ended. So, and it was well beyond beyond that point when um when Becky hit her, when Becky hit Bianca this time with the manhandle slam. So it was like, uh oh. But, you know, Bianca was able to kick out. They get to the top turnbuckle. Woof. Uh, Bianca hit that nice Spanish fly. Followed that up with the KOD, got the three count. And, like, you could leave it right there in, in, your, in, in, that, in that match. That match is, is made. But then we start getting moments. And, and that's what I feel like if it's one thing for a wrestling company to give you good to great wrestling matches. But when they can combine those and then you got and then you got some, they'll give you they'll give you they'll give you moments like they'll give you a debut. They'll give you a heel turn. They'll give you a face turn. They'll give you um, somebody returning from injury. And those are well and good as well. But when you can combine the two, when you can have when you can have good to great matches. Multiple, not just uh, one match carrying the whole show and you watch that one match and you you grade the show on the curve because that one match was so great because you knew it's kind of like boxing wrestling wrestling can't be like boxing it can't be like ufc uh you can't have this one show be built up on um on on just one match like boxing can do it boxing can do it ufc can do it other mixed martial art you know when they were back like like back when mixed martial arts was really, really bubbling and, and they, they were taking they were taking the pay-per-view dollars away from boxing and away from wrestling. And so you had UFC and you had a bunch more, but then eventually UFC, you know, became the became the dominant leader and even bought out a couple of these companies and the fighters um eventually came over like I want to say I thought I want to say pride and strike force I believe were, were, were two of them were two of the other um MMA MMA promotions that, that that were really doing it at the time before UFC really took a stranglehold of, of that of that of that business model and and yeah yo like Bailey's music hit and it kind of was already a given that she was going to be on the show uh, because everybody was talking about how she was in Nashville and that she was ready to return. So that was like everybody kind of figured like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. She's going to come back. But I didn't expect her to come back like that. Like right off the bat, the match ends. We get the moment between Bianca and Becky. And you know, you kind of think about last year when Becky extended her hand to um to Bianca, and then she got dropped. So in the back of your mind is like, is this a way to continue the feud? Like maybe not right away, but then you think about it. Uh, Becky Lynch is from Ireland, so 
maybe she manhandled slams uh, Bianca there. And we got the month of August to build up to them wrestling at Clash at the Castle because now Bianca wants the match. It's not about Becky earning the title shot or anything like that. Now, Becky pretty much would have forced um, Bianca's hand, but we didn't get that. So, at that point, I'm like, oh, word. So, they they must be going to be moving on to another challenger, and apparently they will. It's just, who's going to be the challenger? I mean, I, I guess we got our answer tonight, even though there's a couple of other people that's also do title shots from, from Bianca in matches that uh, that didn't happen. So, obviously, the one that showed up last night was the first person uh, that was supposed to get a title shot. So, I mean, yo, Bailey's back, man, and she ain't come alone. She did not come alone. I mean, like, she said she just wanted to talk. <laughs> <laughs> she she said she just wanted to talk. But then the cold is the gold. Oh, King Coda. The Coda guy, the Coda Kizzy. The Coda Kizzy. Oh, man. Like, when she got released, everybody was up in a tizzy. People were big mad. They was waiting for her to show up in AEW. Uh, or maybe Impact, or, like, I don't, uh, well, yeah, MLW, like, I don't think she would have been, like, a ROH fit. I think if she went, uh, I think if she went the AEW ROH route, she, she would have most likely been been in AEW. Uh, but that was, like, the whole thing, like, oh, she's going to be all elite, or, you know, like, hmm. or she would have been in Impact. But she didn't do that. She went right to her Twitch. Charlie girl was chilling. And then, you know, as soon as, you know, Stephanie and Triple H got the company. Come on, you know what Triple H was going to do. I mean, I ain't know he was going to do it. At least not this quick. Like, 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 I don't know how, how that, that all just, it, it all just, it all just came together. So, you know, she out there. And they saying she's not under contract. Corey Graves, like he said, yo, she's not she's not even under contract. So it's like, will they play that up? Uh like as far as her not not being under contract, um, given that given that she was released. Um she was released what back in April? Her her and her and uh her and Malcolm Bivens, uh Stokely Hathaway. And you know, he went because, I mean, the story was that both of their contracts were expiring. And with the way the company was at that time, neither one of them wanted to resign. So, you know, he went and got, he got his deal with AEW. But, you know, she went, fired up a Twitch stream. And, man, I mean, I, I imagine she'll still be able to, you know, hop on Twitch and, and, and do her thing. Um. And then she's going to be back on up, up, down, down. Left, right, left, right. B-R-E start. Yeah. Which, by the way, they did, they, 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 they did a whole big thing uh, relaunching um, up, up, down, down as well. So 
it'll be dope to see Dakota back in the fold over there. But we're not done. We 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 we're we're not done. It's 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 just so much going on. Like Eosha Rise music hits. And the look they show, you see the look on Bianca's face when all three of these women come out. You see the look on her face when when Bailey's music hits. You see the look on her face when Dakota Kai's music hits. You see the look on her face when EO Shirai's music hits. And uh, I believe Jimmy Smith uh, was like, EO Shirai. But then, like, not long after, uh, Corey Graves says her new name. EO Sky. And here we go again. People like, yo, relax. It's a name. It's a name. It's fine. EO Sky, get used to it. I mean, I'm going to call it EO Sky Shirai. I mean, it is what it is. She's EO Sky. And they... Like, I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> I know it's probably too soon, and they have other things going on. Like, obviously, um, like obviously they have their uh, convention that's coming up that they're going to be that they're going to be at doing meet and greets. Uh, Mercedes Bernardo and uh, Trinity Fatu. Uh, if you don't really follow the the, the news. You're probably asking like who, but I'm pretty sure if you're on this channel or if you're listening to the pod right now, you, you know who those uh, two ladies are. Uh, the one and only Sasha Banks and the one and only Naomi Uso. I mean, she just goes by, goes by Naomi, but if you know, you know. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's one of those deals. It seems like that they're going to be a faction. And apparently this was something that was pitched uh prior to uh Dakota getting released and uh it was thought that EO it was thought that she was going to be leaving as soon as her contract ended which that is also an interesting thing because uh Stardom is going to be having an IWGP uh women's championship and not only is not only is it going to be defended in Japan it's also going to be defended in the States on New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling Strong. And, like, it took a second for me to get it as far as uh, the IWGP titles. Because, like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the most versed in uh, New Japan. But all their titles are IWGP titles uh, in Japan. I'm the... Um, Titles in New Japan strong, I believe, are might be New Japan titles, and in, in, in I don't I don't think they're IWGP titles, uh, the the ones in the states. I I could be wrong though. I, I would have to uh, do more research on that. But yeah, so it was like because Kyrie Sane, uh, who, who she just goes by Kyrie now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is back over it and, and stardom. And she's legitimately happy, uh, you know, for for EO. And I'm kind of hoping that she comes back, too. Like, I don't know the situation with her. Like, maybe she wanted to. I mean, because when she initially went home, 
after everything went down, it was they were saying that you know she wanted to she wanted to go back to Japan, and I th- she was also injured, if I'm not mistaken, uh, prior to leaving WWE, and they she had a position. Oh, she was like, um, she had a position with WWE while she was in Japan until her con I believe until her contract ran out. Uh till her contract expired. And then I guess she opted not to continue with that position and opted to go back to stardom. So I mean, who knows what could go down? Like we uh we we got the we got the, we got we got one that left the company and one that was about to leave the company and one that was out right before she could come back and perform for crowds because if you remember it was supposed to be bailey facing bianca Belair at money in the bank for the title and you know she gets hurt they move the match to smackdown and she wrestled she ends up wrestling carmella so this whole time that the crowds is back bailey is nowhere to be seen so now that she's back, I mean, she she got to get that title shot that she's that that she's owed, and that's a a very interesting thing because another person that is owed a title shot again against Bianca Belair is the woman that she beat for the title at last year's WrestleMania, Sasha Banks. Sasha was supposed to face Bianca at la- last year at SummerSlam in the, in, in the rematch of their WrestleMania match. But, you know, the match ended up not happening. That's when we get the return of Becky. The 26 seconds happens. Becky wins the title. And then we get to watch Bianca chase the title. And then she finally overcomes Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. And now she solidifies herself and she gets revenge for the SummerSlam match. And she is the EST of WWE. And then, you know, there's a third woman. That is also do a title shot. She was supposed to get a title shot at Money in the Bank. And that's Rhea Ripley. And, you know, she just came back. Judgment Day is doing their thing. So we'll see, like, how they line up the, the challenges for Bianca. Because obviously it looks like Becky is going to step aside. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we get... Um, a third person, a third woman on the side of uh, Bianca and Becky, maybe Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. That's a nice little uh, feud right there between the six of them. I mean, if you look at the new picture that I put up, you probably already know what I want. And a lot of, I think, because I think what happened was somebody posted uh, uh, posted that picture back up. And, I mean, that kind of makes sense, actually. Uh, Bianca, Sasha, and, and Naomi. 
as the trio going up against Bailey, Dakota, and EO. I mean, I guess we'll have to see because the word is that ever since, you know, Vince got, you know, got, got, once he got done for, got, 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 got taken out the paint, they've been trying to apparently get Sasha and Naomi back. Uh, now, I imagine that'll come, but that's going to come with an apology. Um, because that's, I feel like that's the only way, I feel like that's the only way them two ladies come back. And that's also going to determine when they come back. Now, uh, there's no pay-per-views in August, obviously, because that was pretty much, that's when, that, that's when SummerSlam typically took place, like around like the late teens, early, early 20s, if I'm not mistaken, was like the typical timeline for when we uh, normally got a SummerSlam. So, I mean, I, I imagine I'm thinking, the way I'm thinking what's going to happen is we're going to get to... Uh, we're going to get through August, you know, so Sasha and Naomi, they're going to do their they appearance at the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, the C2E2. Uh, that's on August 6th and August 7th. After that, then I guess you could, like, start wondering when or if they're going to come back. Because, I mean, August, September, October, November, December, that's four months. And then you got the Royal Rumble. I would think at the latest, they would come back for the Royal Rumble. Uh, I can't see them coming back for, like, WrestleMania. Like, I feel like WrestleMania would be too long of a wait uh, for them to come back. I mean, but, you know... I. You never know what the what the situation is. You never know how. You never know what, because it's gonna ball. Basically, it's gonna ball down to what Sasha and Naomi need in order to come back. Now they're both still under contract, so I imagine I don't know if if a contract would need to get re- renegotiated. There have to be maybe some assurances as far as uh, the creative side. And I feel like, I feel like Triple H and Stephanie, this is just me saying it. I'm not, I, I, I mean, I can't speak to how they really feel or how they really run, run the company, but I feel like they'll give a lot of talent a lot of leeway in regards to, to to creative if they if they come to them with an idea that they feel is going to work so with Sasha and Naomi the way especially given the way that they walked out I would feel like I would just have them walk right back in with the tag team titles especially if you haven't had the tournament yet Granted, they left the titles on a, in an office. Was the word they came in? They they put them on the they put them on the desk and they walked out. I would have them come back. 
I'm not sure if they 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 don't necessarily have to have to attack anybody or anything like that. Like they could come back in a similar fashion to Bailey, Dakota, and, and EO. Or you know, if you save them for if you save them for the Rumble, they come back at the Rumble, and then on that Monday Night Raw, you have them in the office with Triple H or Stephanie, probably Stephanie. And um, yeah, Stephanie makes sense because yeah, she's she's the CEO, she's or co-CEO, she's she's the chairwoman. So, you know, maybe you have the the, the two title belts you know, sitting on the desk. And um you know, she's maybe they do like a quick thing. She's like, hey, you know, been a while, you know, welcome back to the company. Cause it was already on air. It wasn't like it was a behind the scenes type of deal. So they already let it be known on air that hey, they were suspended indefinitely and this, that and the third. They relinquished the titles and everything like that. So then maybe, you know, you have Stephanie, they go to leave, like Stephanie welcomes them back or whatever. And, you know, they go to leave. And then, you know, Stephanie's like, wait, are you ladies, you ladies forgetting something? And then they come back and pick up the tag team titles off, off, off the, off the table. I think that'd be amazing. It'd be a nice, you know, put a nice little bow on a, on an ugly situation. Like I said, I I have any problem with them doing what they did. I didn't have any problem with WWE punishing them. My issue was with how WWE reported it, how they how they handled it on, especially how they handled it on air, and then the certain rumors of things that went on from uh, backstage, behind the scenes that i don't know if things were true or not because that they never from what i can tell there was nothing that was ever confirmed but you know obviously them being called out on the show the way they got called out on the show i felt that was wrong so i feel like in addition to like getting an apology from you know the necessary parties getting an apology from the higher ups uh on behalf of the company whether it was a vince mcmahon thing or not i feel like you know michael cole or whoever uh relayed the message because i mean michael cole it's boss time it's fill the glow like like he was always like especially when they when they won the titles and I believe Sasha was in a match and Naomi was on commentary and he mentioned these are the first the first uh African American women's tag team champions and Naomi's like say it again and then he he says it with his chest like he's like so it's like you like I can't say whether or not oh he just was doing his job because it felt like it was more than it was more than his job that he was doing. Like he was like genuinely happy for these women becoming becoming the tag team champions and making history and, 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 and everything like that. And from what I've seen of Cole, for the most part, like he seems like, you know, like like he he, he he's he gets it. So like for him to be the messenger 
that like like on one hand it's like damn like Vince put you know Michael Cole in a tough spot but then the way it was delivered it was like yo hold up man so I feel like he he might be somebody that would like even if even if even if it was Vince McMahon's words coming out of his mouth I feel like he's gonna need need to be somebody that's gonna be in has has to be in on the apology as well. Um, and besides that, man, I mean, yo, for all the flack that Cole get or Cole had, like whether or not Vince was in his, his ear or not, it, a lot of people when when they made criticisms of how Michael Cole uh, announces the show, some people brought up the Vince thing, but a lot of people just didn't like Michael Cole. Now there's been a switch hit, and he's been reinvigorated since he since he paired up with Pat McAfee, and now with Vince McMahon out of his ear, you start to even see more of it because tonight he was with Corey Graves, like they got the the, the raw matches uh, squared away. Uh, th- that that was the first um, the first four matches. The women's match, and then the next match right here that I'm about to discuss, Logan Paul and the Miz, which that was the match we was like, yo, nothing can follow Bianca and Becky, but you can say what you want to say about Logan Paul. You can say what you want to say about the Miz. They they went in there and they did what they had to do. Like, there's people that's like, Logan Paul is a natural heel. Eh, is he? And he did some stuff that people didn't like. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I said, I didn't know too much about Logan Paul outside of YouTube, and then when you know news breaks of certain things that he did, and especially you know what the whole far forest, uh, the whole forest situation. Um, but. Looking at like what he's done as far as boxing and now wrestling, come on, you you can't beat you. I don't know. It's like from what I'm looking at, that boy good. He's good. People trying to say he's sloppy. If that's sloppy, I'll take I'll take. I'll take Logan Paul sloppy because I've seen professional wrestlers like like a lot of people probably don't look at Logan Paul yet as a professional wrestler. I mean, even though he has a professional wrestling contract. Uh, so, I mean, he doesn't have he, he probably doesn't have the the uh, the resume yet. And it's going to be a while before he before he before he has the resume. And depending on how long or how short his career is, he might never have the resume. So a lot of people won't view him yet as a as a professional wrestler. Like he'll he'll be looked at as a celebrity that was, you know, pretty good inside the ring when he showed up. So I mean, I guess the jury is gonna stay out on him. But he might work as a face. Like I don't know, people were talking about Miz got a pop at WrestleMania for hitting him with the skull crushing finale. I don't know. I heard Miz getting a lot of booze. And then even tonight, I mean, it was kind of dead uh, for Logan 
when he was trying to do the the yes kick slash it kicks. And um, yeah, but he was doing a whole lot of other things. So if that's sloppy, I'll take sloppy any day over him being like a basic, just doing basic wrestling moves because he did what he did so good. Whatever sloppiness that he had that people are saying that he's sloppy, you can brush that to the wayside. Uh, excuse me. You can chalk that up to the fact that, I mean, I don't know what he, I don't know what he's done in the past. I don't know if he, you know, like, I don't know how much training, I don't know how much training he has, but when you, when you, when you look at, when you look at what he's, when you look at what he's been able to do, when you look at what he's, when you look at what he's, when you look at what he's been able to do in, in, in a short time span, it's like, come on, man, like, give, 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 give him, give him his due, give, give him his due. The Miz obviously gave him his due, even though people don't give the Miz his due. But come on, you want him to give give people arm bars and wrist locks and headlocks, a, a body slam, maybe a drop kick, a bear hug, a suplex, a German suplex, a power bomb, a splash off off the middle rope. A clothesline, a backdrop. I mean, come on. You you popped when he did that frog splash onto the announce table and, and put Miz through the announce table. You popped. And then there were people saying, oh, this should have been a tag match. Yeah, maybe it could have been. But when you look at how WrestleMania ended, the other two guys weren't even in the picture yet. AJ Styles and, and, and Ciampa weren't, weren't in the picture yet. So this was being built up before they even got there. And then how many times are you going to have a tag match? We had that two WrestleManias in a row. We had Miz and Morrison versus Damian Priest and Bad Mooney. We had Miz and Logan Paul against the Mysterios. So you want to do another one? You want to do Miz and Ciampa versus AJ and Logan Paul? You do it on Raw. You do it on Monday Night Raw. You don't have to do that at SummerSlam. Obviously, Logan Paul was ready for a singles match. They built it up as such. His first official match as a signed WWE superstar. It's going to be at SummerSlam against The Miz. You had Miz troll him with, with the uh, the photo of him when he you know, took him down with one of the, with one of the uh, skull-crushing finales from, from Raw. Um. Yeah, you had Maurice out there looking good as ever. Hey, can't deny it. I mean, I ain't jumping through the TV or nothing like that, but 
you know. No disrespect, respectfully. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, in Chopper and AJ, you know, they had their moment. You know, Chopper gets kicked out. He grabs, you know, the steel chair. AJ's music hits. He come flying out of nowhere with a forearm on the Chopper. Throws Chopper over the barricade. Him and Chopper fight off. And then Miz said, you know, the match was going to end with a skull crushing finale. I mean, he said he was going to hit, you know, he said he was going to hit Chopper with it. But, hey. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, not Chomper. He said he was going to hit Logan Paul with it. But, you know, Logan hits him with, with the frog splash, gets him in the ring. The whole thing goes down with Maurice on, on the apron. Miz tries to get him from behind, and, you know, things don't quite work out. And then Logan caught, once Logan got a hold of him, it was like, oh, bomb. One, two, three. Logan Paul goes all uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin slash Triple H on everybody. Calls for the water like Stone Cold. Calls for the beer. Spits it out like Triple H. I mean, now, like, the one thing that's going to be interesting is how Logan Paul handles this and how and what WWE does with him from there because he's saying that's how a champ does it. That's how a champ does it. So he's kind of tweener-ish. Not quite face, not quite heel. But, I mean, like I said, he could work. He, he could definitely work as a face. Like, I don't see any issue um, – I don't see any problems, any problems with him being a face. And uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because you, you probably know what's next, right? Like speaking about water, water. I, I can't even pronounce their names like Mason Monsor, but it's like, Mas, I think it's Mons, what, Masse and in Monsois, I think. Is how they pronounce the names, the maximum um maximum male models. And they got old girl. I was I was wondering who Maxine Dupree was gonna be. And then I seen her when when on on uh SmackDown. I believe it I believe I believe excuse me. SmackDown, right? I believe yeah, SmackDown. And it's old girl. she got away from um she got away from Robert Stone and Von Wagner. Cause uh Solo uh Solo pulled up to SmackDown uh when SmackDown was in town. I believe SmackDown was down in Orlando and he pulled up, but you know, Von Wagner attacked him from behind or whatever, and they was fighting outside inside the streets of Orlando outside the arena. So I don't know, maybe she must have had a meeting or something. And they uh they snatched her up, man. They they snatched her up from NXT. Uh Sophia Cromwell. Cause I believe it was supposed originally, because I know on Twitter and or Instagram, her and uh I believe the other it was another white white woman 
uh, Mila. I, I don't know what her last name was, but they were supposed to be like uh, the Material Girls or, or or something like that. But uh, she had got released. And then you started seeing Sophia Cromwell in the crowd and doing the whole thing with Von Wagner and Robert Stone. But I mean, I feel like this is a good fit. Like, I don't know what they're gonna do with uh, Mace and Mansoor or 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 Masi and Mansoir. I don't know what they're gonna do with them. Max Dupree is still in the building. Everybody was talking about he was gone. I don't know apparent because it was a, another Vince idea, and then I don't know because it was something like he did Vince didn't want Max Dupree to sound like uh, Eli Knight or L.A. Knight or and Eli Drake, so something. And then I don't know if it was like an issue where people didn't want to work. I don't know. They they said he was hard to work with or something. Uh, Max Dupree, L.A. Knight, Eli Drake. Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, Max Dupree. I mean, it still fits. The syllables are still there. So, but, I mean, he's here. I don't know what, you know, Vince out the door. And then he said, yo, we can still make this work if you want to make this work. So, I mean, I guess they're going to go for it. You know, hashtag pure life water. And, um, you know, we might have the next tag team champions on our hands, man. And I'm kind of being half funny with it, but I'm kind of not. Because if they can entertain, I don't see why they wouldn't um, be able to eventually like obviously it's not something that you want to do overnight but if they're able to do this act and then be once they get in the ring and like you see uh what they can do in the ring and and you see any type of marked improve any type of improvement in ring from the both of those guys because the potential is there we've seen them wrestle before obviously um Mace for the for the most part as a member of Retribution, and then Mansoor like a lot of times Crown Jewel, and and, and uh you know the all the events out there greatest uh, Royal Rumble, so uh, what Super Showdown I think there was one Super Showdown down out there as well, so then you're gonna have you know I'm pretty sure that they, they got they got to book them for uh, they have to book them for for the for Crown Jewel. Like I feel like that we're definitely gonna so we're we're definitely gonna be seeing more of them because they have to at least get the crown jewel and get and get uh Monso on the card. Uh, next up, we got the United States Championship match, and the thought was theory he was trying to he was trying to leave he was trying to leave up out of Nashville with three titles, and Bobby Lashley won with it. <laughs> he attacked Lashley in the beginning and it was just like it wasn't looking too good for Lashley in the beginning when um when Theory was hitting him with the briefcase. But, you know, for the most part, Lashley dominated the match. Theory would get his windows of opportunity 
Uh, at one point, he tried to get up out of there, though. He was like, man, bump this. You know, I'll take the L. Let me go ahead and grab this briefcase. And, you know, let me go ahead and chill out, watch the rest of the show. You know, because it's going to be a, it was it was going to be a while before we got to the main event. Um, where, you know, he could potentially pull a Seth Rollins or come out after the match. You know, do whatever it is to um, to get the Undisputed Universal title. And, you know, be able to walk out with the WWE title and the, and the Universal title over over each of his shoulders. Uh, but, yeah, man. It's, it's the, the funny part about all that is Lashley never lost the WWE title neither. You know, they did the whole injury thing. I think he did have some type of injury, so they 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 they, get, they, they wanted to get him up out of there uh, inside the, when he when they did the elimination chamber. So, I mean, that would have been kind of interesting. Not saying that that that's something that I was like saying, hey, this needs to happen. But I feel like if it did happen and we did see a successful theory cashing. That Bobby Lashley would have had to be like the first person that would have had to confront him, um, and you know, be given a shot at getting, at getting the, at getting a title shot. Like even after, um, I mean, well, probably. Uh, would you do it on TV or would you wait? Probably would. You probably would wait until after Clash at the Castle. Um, with Drew, you know, Drew getting the shot, but if they, if they do decide to get that belt, to get that belt or both belts onto Theory, you would have to think that Lashley is going to have to be somebody that's going to have to be in the mix. Like, I don't know who's going to be next for Lashley as far as the United States title. I guess we'll get the first idea potentially tomorrow depending on how things go um but i think like some at some point in august we will 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 know what's up with um what's next for bobby lashley and uh, in the united states championship but if you do have theory have a successful cash and i feel like lashley has to jump i mean he, sh- he should be in the picture he should have been in the picture from when he um first came back but I'm trying to remember, I'm racking my brain if he even, like, had an opportunity to even, to get a shot at getting the title back. But if he has, it wasn't something that that I really noticed, so definitely I feel like he should be able to, like, if he wanted to get a title shot at Roman tomorrow, I feel like he should be able to, to, to get that, just with how things unfolded with him inside the elimination chamber but i get it you know what i'm saying you you put him on the back burner you got that you know you got something in your back pocket for you know down the line it's like hey you know i never got my my rightful you know rematch i was never pinned or submitted in the elimination chamber so i mean you put that belt on theory lashley got to be next in line for a shot uh, if uh, Drew McIntyre beats uh, Roman at Clash at the Castle, 
again, I feel like you, you gotta get you gotta get Bobby. You definitely gotta get Bobby in in the mix. And um yeah. Next up, Mysterios, Judgment Day. Ray might need a drink after this match. <laughs> and that's that's an that's an interesting thing because you know they they did the whole that's that's like a deal that I don't know if he got it on his own or if he got it through WWE, um, the sponsorship with with the with the uh, the Mexican beer company. So I, I just thought that was interesting where because I didn't know that they were gonna even announce that on actual television. I don't know if they mentioned it before or in WWE programming, but for them to bring that to light, because I mean the people that know knew about it knew about it, um, because of like the the stories on, on online and things of that nature, but it was it was never brought to WWE programming where it was saying like, hey, he has this, you know, this deal with this with this company. But they did make make note of it tonight, even with an on-screen graphic. So <laughs> you know, you know, the match was cool. It was the perfect match for them to have, you know, right after the sun went down. And, you know, Judgment Day coming out to, you know, the, the uh Edge's new music. So you kind of knew Edge was going to show up, but then it was like, how would he show up with Judgment Day's music play again? Like, initially what I thought was going to happen, because obviously it's like, hey, he's, he's, he, Edge is coming back. He's coming to get revenge on, he's coming to get revenge on Judgment Day. Yeah, that's the easy, that's the easy, that's, that's easy. You coming back, you, you attacking somebody that attacks you. But then you also got to think about the swerve that typically happens a lot when somebody gets attacked. And then they come back, you think they're going to attack the person that attacked them, but nah. So you would think, like, part of me was like, yo, is he going to really, you know, attack attack, attack Finn and, and Damien? Or is he going to attack the Mysterios? So when he came back, I had to, like, I had to, like, wait and see real quick. Because maybe he was like, all right, I'm ready to take the reins. Cause clearly y'all ain't doing what y'all supposed to do. Cause a lot, a lot of people, you know, trying to make fun of Judgment Day. They lost on Raw, and, and then they did the whole beat down thing to get their heat back, which was cool. Uh, and, you know, Rhea, uh, Rhea returned, and like I said, she was supposed to have got a title shot at Money in the Bank. So you know, she's definitely got to be uh, in contention for, you know, getting a shot at at, at Bianca, and if anything. I would make her the next uh the contender for the title for Clash at the Castle, honestly. Um not that I think about it with her being a former NXT UK women's champion and she was actually the first uh NXT UK women's champion. So, you know, you give her her title shot there, then you know, you see what happens, you go from there. After that, then then you can um then you can run, then you can do uh uh, Bailey versus Bianca, and then you know you got Sasha waiting in the wings whenever she returns, and then it's just a matter of is she going to be returning as a tag team champion, or is she going to be someone that they have in the mix for you know the Raw or the SmackDown uh, women's titles? 
I mean, in my opinion, I feel like give them a run as a tag champs. Like I said, um, you guys forgetting something, and then have Sasha and Naomi pick up pick up the titles off off the um, off the desk. And it was kind of interesting also because it's a no disqualification match, but like it's not a Texas tornado match or a tornado uh, or a tornado tag match where both members are legal, but it's no disqualification. So I should kind of let it rock. I mean, she, she, uh, uh, she, she did try to get control to where it would be one member of each team um, inside the ring. But then, you know, she kind of let them sort that out and you see the, uh, you know, they head to the outside of the ring and then eventually it kind of becomes a normal, a normal, a normal tag title match. I mean, excuse me, not tag title match, a normal tag team match, so to speak, besides, you know, the moments where, you know, they, uh, like a chair comes into play. I forgot what else um, came into play, maybe a table. I, I don't, I don't quite remember but yeah like edge came back finn finn got a spare damien got a spare you know what i'm saying you know stereo 619s and the mysterios get the victory so now you got to look at you know i don't know if if edge will be alongside the Mysterios and the feud with Judgment Day continues because I think the logical thing would be for Edge to just go up against Judgment Day and then you know if along the lines if you find a partner for Edge to link up with to go up against them then you know that would be a bonus but really like honestly Edge could probably go at it alone. I mean, you probably could um, have Beth get involved, you know, because of Rhea. So uh, that'll be interesting to see if 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 that happens. You know, Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley. That sounds like a good time, honestly. And I'm not laughing about that. I'm laughing because obviously I'm looking at the next. Um, I'm looking at the next part, right? The next, the next match, and Pat McAfee and Happy Bum Ass Corbin, Bum Ass Happy Corbin. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Like, just from the interests alone, I was like, yo, what is going on, man? It, 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 and obviously, Darren, uh, Happy Corbin was thinking the same thing because, like, randomly, you just hear this choir start going, boom, ass. They start singing, like, boom, ass, Corbin. Like, are you serious? Why is there a choir singing this? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, bum ass Baron Corbin. I, I, I mean, um, happy, um, happy bum ass Baron Lone Wolf Corbin Constable uh, King um, Corbin. 
Oh man, like I mean, obviously the match was the match. Uh, you know, uh, the Marlins are trying to come back. We can't have that though. Um, but yeah, so you know, Pat McAfee, man, is like. It was it the was it the cleanest was it the smoothest, no. So like people we talking they they like that's and, and that's kind of what what caught me when 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 I caught when where people people were saying that uh, Logan Paul was sloppy. Because I don't know if if I don't know if they said the same thing about Pat McAfee, but it's like some of this stuff is forgivable, depending on the degree of difficulty. And it's like certain things that that some that they'll try to do, and it's just like, yo, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And there was times that more so with Pat McAfee, maybe because it was later on in the day, versus um, when Logan was Logan was in the second match of the night, and it was still daylight if I'm not mistaken. And now you got, you got, you know, the heat throughout the day. You got other wrestlers prior to, you got more matches. Like Logan followed one match. Pat followed multiple matches. So, I mean, it told the story, you know, two, two rookie, two NFL rookies, roommates, that both had a dream of being in the, being in the WWE, and you know Baron ended up there first because his career didn't go as long as you know McAfee's, so he ends up you know in WWE, and McAfee kind of comes into the WWE another way. Um, you know he got he got paid back you know for you know. You know he punted them. He punted bum ass Baron Corbin's balls. He hit him with, I guess it was supposed to be like a code red, um, with him jumping like like when he, you know, jumped off. The, I think the the middle rope. He might it might have been the top rope, but I think it was like the middle rope. And you know he he got him in got him in a pinning 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 predicament. And you know he got three count. So I mean. It was what it was. It'll be interesting to see, like, if if that'll be another, like, like if they'll be looking for, like, another big pay-per-view. I mean, excuse me, another big premium live event to get, uh, to get Pat McAfee back inside the ring. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at another Pat McAfee match, but I think there, he's not. I think if what if Logan Paul signing his contract is is a um like a legitimate WWE uh contract for him to wrestle you'll see Logan Paul wrestle again before you see Pat McAfee wrestle again. Uh obviously the next major pay-per-view besides Clash at the Castle which is major because it's uh, a UK pay-per-view and then you got Crown Jewel uh, so I guess it would depend on how big of a name that the both of those guys are 
in terms of being popular in the UK and being popular in Saudi to see if they can get a match there. Uh, I feel like Logan Paul probably has a better shot at that um, than, a, than a Pat McAfee. Like, like I can see Pat McAfee being on like a, a Survivor Series team. Like, especially if they don't really go if they find a way to do like a traditional Survivor Series match, that's not necessarily Raw versus SmackDown, or with Triple H being back in the picture, who knows? You you probably do. I don't know if you do War Games that same weekend because sometimes they did War Games that same weekend, but I think the last two times they did War Games, if I'm not mistaken, they did it the they did it the following month, or the following week, or two weeks after Survivor Series. So, I mean. It's quite believable that they could potentially get NXT around that time back involved with Raw and SmackDown on a more um, on a with a more hands-on basis. Like I, I think I think there's an opportunity there. Like maybe not everybody in NXT, but obviously the the top people in NXT. You know, you can grab and, you know, they're all right there. Obviously, you know, Braun Breaker, Mandy Rose, uh, Toxic Attraction. Maybe you don't bring the tag champs unless it's Toxic Attraction due to the connection with Mandy Rose. Um, Carmelo Hayes. So, I mean, the, the, the opportunities are there. And then, you know, you got other... You know, you got other guys there that might not be champs that could potentially do something on the main roster, if not permanently, or, you know, they're not ready to be called up right now, but they should be able to do something in regard, in relation to a buildup for Survivor Series, like having Solo interact with his brothers, uh, the Usos, and his cousin Roman. So, you know, especially since he pulled up the SmackDown already, even though he did he never made it in the building. But, you know, that seed is already out there that he's, you know, that 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 he's been, you know, going to check out his peoples, even though he I don't think he specifically said it. But, you know, that'd be something fun. And then, you know, speaking of, you know, Clash at the Castle, we did have Drew come out. He cut a promo. You know, I, I, I guess he, you know, announced that he lives in Nashville now. Uh, you know, he got a kid's name chanted. Like, having Drew be the guy, that definitely had me interested. It piqued my interest because I figured, I'm like, I'm like, there's no way Roman loses the titles tonight. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, but, you know, Drew and Brock never quite got that WrestleMania match. Like, they wrestled at probably what's going to be outside of um, the Firefly Funhouse match in the, in the Boneyard match. Like, the PC WrestleMania is pretty much going to be like a forgotten WrestleMania. Uh, what was that, WrestleMania 36, I believe? Like, you're not really going to hear too much about it. Like, if you really watch it and you just look at the wrestling, like, there's a couple of matches in there where it was like, yo, like, 
they doing the best they can in a difficult situation. But I feel a lot of people probably won't go back and watch that show. So Drew having his moment there is kind of like he need he needs to get at least some type of he needs to get at least like some type of recognition, I guess, for that whole deal. Kind of like how Moxley is right now, where Moxley is the the interim, even though he doesn't like the word interim, uh, AEW champion right now. Because you know he was, he he became champ, right? He he became champ right before everything shut down. It was like the end of February when he became the champ in AEW, and then everything shut down like within a week or so, like maybe a week and a, it was probably like a week and a half in March when things actually shut down. Um, and then he spent the rest of his, he spent the rest of his title reign to limited crowds and um, extra talent that was in, that, that was acting as a crowd. And then, you, you know, you had Drew fighting in front of, you know, video, uh, video screens and uh, NXT talent and NXT Performance Center um, talent uh, at the Performance Center before they went to the Thunderdome. So, you know, he could potentially, I don't know if he's, if they'll, if they'll have him beat Roman, but like, I feel like they'll, it'll be enough of like a, a It'll be, it's probably enough of a reward, I guess, um, to have him inside that spot, uh, to be the guy that they went with for the the main event for the for the huge UK stadium show. And I mean, when it comes to championships, the Tennessee Titan cheerleaders. Are up if they want the smoke. I prefer the Jets fight crew, which interestingly enough, I, I found out that one of them is from the town that I went to high school in. Uh, I tried to find an at because I wanted I like, but you know, I just commented on the picture that the uh, Jet flight crew posted. Um, I just thought it was cool. Like, cause I mean, there was some, you know, some, some black, some black girls in, in my school, but it kinda, it kinda, I don't know. Cause I was new to the school and it just was one of those deals where it just was like, I mean, they were beautiful and they still beautiful. Like I go on Facebook every now and then, like. And you'll see, like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. And then you kind of, like... But I think I was... I want to say... I'm pretty sure I was way before... Way before the... Uh, way before her time. Um, and my, my little brother's probably also... Probably also before before her time. Um, the the cheerleader that, that's, that's, on the, that's on Jet's flight crew. Um, but, yeah, you know, they came out. They came with it. They came with it. Usos came with it. 
uh, J E double F J A double R E double T as the G U E S T R E F E R double E. But he was a little too A double G R E double S I V E. Uh, when he was R E double F I N G, the the match. Man, that's a lot of doubles and a lot of spelling. Um, but all in all, his O double F I C I A T I N G. I didn't have an issue with it. I mean, obviously the story, the the story thread was you know here and there, the Usos in uh in the Street Profits would take an issue with how he was roughing the match, and mainly the the main spot when um Montez hits from the heavens but he lands so hard that he hurts his ribs and instead of getting like an immediate cover cuz sometimes he would hit them and bounce up but then he's still able to 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 go for the pin right away where this time he hit him bounced up kind of rolled away and then eventually he comes back and tries to get the pin but he only gets a two count. And he is heated. Now, earlier inside the match, you know, they do the whole thing in the corner. Jeff gets to four. And then rather than him count to five and do a disqualification, uh, I, I believe he grabs, I think it was the Usos first. So he grabs the Uso or whatever. And he's like, yo, got till five, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it kind of was, it was like, yo, what, yo, yo, it's, yo, you counted to four, you, you know, you ain't have to grab dude like that. And then he did the same thing to the other team, I believe, I believe he, I believe, I want to say, I don't know which Uso it was, but I think it was Angelo Dawkins, because I believe it's, uh, like, like, almost, it's almost immediate, it's like back to back. And, you know, Dawkins got one of the Usos in the corner. I mean, I could tell them apart during the match now. Like, 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 it's a little. I mean, obviously, they do certain things with their hair, and and certain things that they wear, so you can identify which one is which. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he did the same thing with Doc, or whatever. I believe it was Dawkins, and you know, he pulls him off after the four count. He's like, "You got to, you know, you got to let him go before five, you know, whatever, whatever." But then after that, he kind of was cool. You know, he made sure he was in the right spots because that was the story going into the match with the whole shoulder thing being up. Where at, uh, what, Money in the Bank, um, Montez's shoulder was up. And then they did it again on, on SmackDown, I believe, or on Raw. I forgot which, which show it was. But then, like, one of the Usos... Um, Shoulders was up in, in like a non-title match against uh, Street Profits. I don't know if it was a singles match or if it was a tag team match, but you know the USO shoulder was up, and then you know so you know they in Tennessee, they in Nashville. So I mean, I was wondering who you know the guest the guest referee was going to be, but once they announced it was going to be Jeff Jarrett, it definitely made sense. And Homeboy got a busy week, and he's he's in that match with Ric Flair tonight. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to tune in because uh, I did want to watch some other stuff. Like, I really have, well, I mean, I definitely wasn't going to pay for it, but <laughs> but I, I had no interest in, in watching um, 
Ric Flair's last match, but I did see that there were it was it's a whole card that that's booked and um there was like obviously I would have to go back and, and I guess tonight and, and see uh how I can go about at least peeking. All right, there we go, Mets. Let's go Mets. I don't know what's going on with the other games, but it looks like the Mets got 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 this game in hand. Um But yeah, so the Usos are the ones. They caught Dawks with that double with, with that double super kick. Uh Montez was outside the ring. They hit that one and done, that one D. Montez tried to slide in, but he, he was too late. Uh there was a time they hit the double splash on on uh on Dawks, on Angelo Dawkins, and Montez was able to, you know, slide in at the last moment before the three count and break it up. But, you know, he wasn't able to do it. He wasn't able to do it that time. And I mean they not there yet as far as um Us then then it's not Uso's new day, but Street Profits Uso's and I believe I thought Street Profits and New Day had, had something had something at one point, but I, I could be wrong. Um but yeah, so I feel like they have they, they, they have the potential. The potential is there to possibly surpass Uso's New Day as like the 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 the, the current the current generation uh number one tag team feud like i believe i fully believe that the potential is there for that and you know going from there obviously there was the one match that was pulled from the card and you know because seth rollins seth freaking rollins wants to be seth freaking rollins and curb stomp Riddle's head through some steel steps. And the way he angled the steps, it was like, yo, what is what is wrong with this man? And then to go onto Twitter and talk about it's out of your hands that you don't have a match. Like, wait a minute, bruh. What is you even going? What is what what are you even talking about? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not understanding this tweet. But Triple H said, "I hear you." So I don't know. Maybe Triple H, did you put the battery in Riddle's back? Did you put Riddle in harm's way, man? Did you tell Riddle to go out there, man? Come on, man. Why you do that to Riddle? Why you ain't let Riddle just relax? Why you ain't let Riddle just heal? Got the whole month of August to heal. He could have pulled up somewhere toward the end of August and got this match at Clash at the Clash at the Castle. Riddle really came out there and was like ready for a fight. And you got security out there trying to tell him to leave the ring, and he just wasn't with it. And then Seth comes out. He's all like, "Oh man, nah, I can't believe this dude calling me out, dude." I, Dude, I just injured you, man. I, like, what more do you want me to do? You saw what I did to Cody, right? Come on, man. I'm Seth freaking Rollins, man. I'm Seth, Mr. Summer, 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 Time Rollins, bro. No pun intended. 
So there's security and officials out there, referees, trying to tell Seth to go to the back. Seth, he kind of pacing back and forth. And then my man makes a beeline towards the ring. He just books it, man. And, and, and Riddle, to Riddle's credit, even being injured or hurt, whether real or fake, you know, whatever, uh, for the purposes of, of the story, he's he's legitimately injured. You see the tape on, on his shoulder, even though they make mention that it's something with his neck. But, you know, things is connected. So, you know, eh. It's a margin for error between, you know, the neck and, and, and the shoulder. So, I mean, they kind of, if you get curb stomped, I figured this would be the typical, you know, the head and, like, up here, collarbones. And that's all open season for, for, for a stomp. But, you know, they they going at it. And, you know, they end up back inside the ring. And, you know, Seth gets the upper hand and hits him with another curb stomp. So it's like, oh man, like, like dog, like what's, <laughs> like Riddle, man. Maybe maybe you should have, maybe you should have just chilled out this weekend, my guy. Maybe you should have, you know, pulled up to the UFC event or you know the boxing, the boxing event. Like it was a lot of combat sports going on last night. So I don't know, man. It was just like okay. So, I mean, eventually we're going to get Seth versus Riddle. And then, you know, you got Cody in the wings for whenever he comes back. But I would imagine that this is going to be a Clash at the Castle type of deal. Um, Or even Crown Jewel. Like, it just depends on how far out you want to do the whole uh, Riddle injury. Like, do you want to have him come back in August? Or maybe you give Riddle, I mean, not Riddle, you give Rollins another match at Clash at the Castle. Um, maybe you have him wrestle Theory for the briefcase. And, you know, Riddle costs Rollins the opportunity to get the briefcase off Theory. Because that was a whole other thing that I meant to mention earlier where people are really counting um, Theory's losses. Like, apparently he's 0-8 since he won the briefcase. And I'm looking like, so? <laughs> like, people talk about it a lot. And it's like, oh, every time, you know, they, they need to make the they need to make the, the money in the bank winner. They need to make them strong. No, you don't. You don't have to make them strong. Because look how majority of the money in the bank winners um, cash in. They, for the most part, will come out. If they're a heel, typically they would come out and they would attack whoever the champion is. Or they would attack whoever was wrestling the champion and it leads to a disqualification. And then the, the champion is weakened and they cash in and they win the title. You don't have to be built strong. Now, I will say this. I feel like you should be built strong heading into winning the briefcase. And then you carry that briefcase around. And whatever happens from there happens. But you're booked in such a way to where you're visible enough 
to where you can be a threat for cashing it in. It has nothing to do with wins and losses. That briefcase, that is your guaranteed title shot any time you want. The only thing you need to do is have a referee. And I'm not talking about like the 24-7 title, which that's like almost vanished. Like we didn't see any type of 24-7 shenanigans on, on the last episode of Raw. I'd be surprised now if, if if there's any shenanigans on this current episode. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe they just gave, you know, the 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 twenty four seven title the week off because, you know, they had a lot to do to get to get to SummerSlam and the twenty four seven title wasn't gonna be involved. So who knows how that all shakes out. They might still keep it around for a little bit, or they might do something where it um where they retire the title or, you know, they do one last type of big story with the 24-7 title and and, and and then it's gone. But yeah, you you know, you get yourself your referee, you come down there, you, you cash in and then you win or lose. And like faces typically would, would come out and cash in after the match or whatever. That's the only difference. A heel typically would cash in during the match or they would, or after like a new champion is crowned and it's just like, yo, he beat the odds and this, that, and the third. And then all of a sudden the money in the bank guys music hits. Like, so they still differentiate kind of between a hill cash in and, and a, and a woman's cash in. But I think that would be a, a logical way to go. Um, put theory against Rollins for the briefcase and then Riddle gets involved however he gets involved, and that allows Theory to retain the briefcase. And I think you know where I'm going next. Yep. Speaking of briefcases. We got the rematch. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Coming off of Liv cashing in, on Ronda after she had, you know, the match with Natalia. She kind of, you know, her, you know, tweaked the knee or whatever it was that happened. Liv was able to capitalize, even though it looked like Liv was about to, you know, squander her opportunity and be the first woman not to successfully cash in money in the bank. You know, they did their whole tag team thing and trying to prove themselves against each other. Uh, I mean, not against each other, but inside that match, uh, Liv didn't want to tag Ronda back in and things like that. So, But, you know, they had the match. Ronda was pretty much, you know, in control for most of it. Uh, Liv had her little spurts, you know, her, her getting to the ropes to escape um, the arm bar. And, you know, she... You know, she did her little things here and there until the end. So I didn't quite know how they would book this match because I was thinking, like, it's too soon for Ronda to beat Liv and win the title back. But then I was thinking, but if Liv wins, like, how can you do it in such a way that it doesn't hurt Ronda? Now, granted, I would uh, you would think Ronda needs to know the rules, 
like even even with the tap even with the tap coming at at two the ref isn't looking for a tap at that point the first thing the ref saw was ronda's shoulders down now in the ufc it wouldn't have mattered if her shoulders was down she just would have put her in in the arm bar and eventually she would have got the tap like 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 she did last night but her shoulders was on the on the mat both her shoulders wasn't wasn't no funny business ref counted the 3 even though obviously from you can tell especially once they showed the the full replay instead of just showing instead of just focusing around the shoulders they bring the shot out so you see them you see you see Liv and Ronda and then you see where Liv is tapping on uh Ronda's leg signifying that that you know she submits and then Ronda went crazy I mean she's gone she's 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 done that before but not to this extent to where she attacked Liv from behind. So I'm wondering if that is signaling around the hill turn or if she just was pissed. Like you could be a face and, and be pissed and, and, and attack somebody. So it'll be interesting to see how they play it. Because uh, not only did she attack uh, Liv, she also attacked the referee. And then, you know, security and the agents and whatnot come out, um, re- other referees. So you just have to wonder if they're going to play it up to where Ronda is a heel. Or if this is a situation where maybe Ronda goes to sit down for a little bit. Like take a quick break or whatever it is that that she wants to do. Take a quick vacation. And, you know, see what happens when she comes back. Like, I don't think, I think with um, Clash at the Castle coming back, I don't think she's going to, I don't think she's like taking a break uh, anytime soon. Um, And I'm not sure if they could run run it back again at uh, Clash at the Castle uh, with uh, Liv and Ronda. I mean, they could probably do it at Crown Jewel. Um, it just depends on what women's match they would want to showcase. Because uh, I would imagine that uh, Bianca would still be the Royal Women's Champion. So I don't know, maybe you... It's like, do you want... Do you want... Uh, do you want Ronda Rousey or do you want Bianca Belair? Who knows? You could probably do uh, Rousey versus Belair by the, by the time you get to uh, by the time you get the Crown Jewel. But I don't know. It just depends on how they handle Ronda. And again, I believe it was Steve Austin that I seen. Um, I seen some type of. Uh, I think it might. If it wasn't a tweet, it was an article. But I didn't get a chance to go like click on the actual article. 
uh, but he was feeling like the match should have been longer between these two women. And, yeah, mm, it could have been longer. They could have uh, they could have did something with the, the, the Roman Reigns-Brock uh, Lesnar match. Because, I mean, they had, give or take, 45 minutes to finish the show. So whether or not Reigns and Lesnar really needed that full amount of time, that's debatable. Because a lot of stuff that they did inside that match, and oh man, poor Spanish announce table. <laughs> I want to say that table got broke, I want to say at least three times. Three times, I want to say. Um, obviously, you had the Logan Paul frog splash. And then I, I, I thought there was another spot um, on the card, on the pay-per-view where where the, the announce table got broken. Um, I, I'm, and I just finished talking about it, but about all the other matches. And it might have been, oh, yeah, I, I, it, it was probably, uh, it was probably the, the, the no disqualification tag match with, um, with the Mysterios and uh, the Judgment Day. Um, that's possible. That, that it was that match. Uh, but yeah, man, where's the Spanish announce table when you need it? Because that announce table, whew, it was a rough, it was a rough few hours for that announce table. <laughs> I mean, they built it, they must have built it back. They must have built it, they, they built it back and then only it got broke again. They built it back, it got broke again. And it just was like, come on, man. Like, everything about this match was just, oh, man. Like, I want to say, oh, man. If, ooh, like, if Bianca and Becky, like I said, I had to kind of differentiate it. Because I was really, I was really leaning towards giving Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar the match of the night. But, I just like everything surrounding Bianca versus Bailey, uh, uh, Bianca versus Becky. That I had to leave match of the night with them, as well as moment of the night with them. Uh, with their post match, but I was so thoroughly entertained by Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I know they get a lot of flack. For, like I said, uh, they get a lot of flack for the, for the rematches. And then, you know, you have um, the fact that their last match, the match at WrestleMania, after Roman buses uh, Brock open, and they didn't bleed tonight either. So so that was, in, that, that, that was kind of interesting uh, because it was said that SummerSlam was supposed to be TV-14, but when I went to go play it, and I believe also when it uh, airs, uh, it's TVPG. So take uh, the information or what you will with that and, and do what you will with that. But like just starting from the beginning with, you know, Brock coming down with the tractor. 
you you figured the tractor was going to come into play somehow. But not the way you thought and not the way I thought. Like, I thought, if anything, somehow they end up on top of the tractor. And, and I don't know how they do it, but they get maybe like they're, they're fighting inside of like the, the, the claw part of it, of, of the tractor. And then maybe Paul Heyman go, goes to run into the tractor and, you know, starts to raise it. And you figure it's so that Roman can toss Lesnar off of it. But instead, maybe Lesnar hits him with an F5, which, by the way, I need to check my, I need to check DraftKings uh, because they had the free 25K pool, $25,000. And you just had to, you know, pick certain, they asked questions about the main event. And you had to give your prediction, like what was the first like foreign object that was going to be used? Uh, how many people uh, was Brock going to give the F5 to? Uh, was Austin Theory going to cash in? Um, how many Superman punches was uh, Roman going to hit? Like, so I need to see if, if, if you know, I got a, if I, if I, if I, if I won a couple of dollars. Uh, I don't think I won anything near the 25K. And then, obviously, you have to split it depending on where, you know, if you tied for however many spaces, um, you, you split the prize money. So um, that's definitely, gonna, I'm, I'm definitely curious now as to as to how I did. Because I think I did pretty decent, honestly, um, all things considered, when I did go back and look. Like, I had Roman winning. Um, I had Theory not cashing in. He was about to cash in, but technically, officially, he did not cash in. Um, I think I got the foreign object wrong. I think I went with steel chair, but I think the first thing that happened was one of the tables got broke. Um, oh, in F fives, I can't recall. I think I think I had I think I had it. If he F five four people, then I then I then I lost. Because I know he got Heyman, he got Roman, and he got one of the Usos. So that's three. That's three right there. So if he got the other Uso as well, but I think he only got one of the – if he got a Uso, he only got one of the Usos. And I don't think he caught – I don't think he hit – I don't recall him hitting multiple uh, F5s on, on Roman. Or maybe he didn't get a Uso at all. I don't, I don't think he got a Uso at all. I know he got Theory, I know he got Heyman, and I know he got um and I know he got Roman. So I don't know. I think I should be in decent shape to get a couple of dollars. And then from there it's just a matter of, you know, if I need it, I can probably put it in my PayPal. If I don't need it, I can just, you know, drop a bet. But yeah. Speaking of like like Heyman. Heyman got F5 because he gave Brock Lesnar the titles and was telling him, like, yo, that's enough, whatever, whatever. You know, don't hurt this man. This is my tribal chief. And then he, like, kind of slapped the belts onto uh, Brock's chest. And I don't remember if he poked him or not, but I think it was just him slapping, you know, the titles onto his chest. 
that kind of like ticked Brock off. So, like I said, where was the Spanish announced table when we needed it most? Because the main announced table, Cole and Graves announced table, got obliterated all night. And the main event was like, yo, if y'all gonna break the announce table, like, they broke the announce table in the second match. So, I already know. They said, yo, if, if y'all breaking the announce table, we the main event. We we breaking the announce table. Like, so, yeah, like I said, then, you know, like I said, Theory as well. Like, Theory, Theory really, he was kind of smart in, in, in what he tried to do, but he kind of didn't take into account for Brock Lesnar. Because he came down, because my thinking was, like, I believe I, I I mentioned it yesterday, but, you know, the pod was like three hours long. And, you know, SummerSlam preview is at the end of the show. So I'm not sure, you know, how many people made it, which uh, I should be wrapping up on this video in, in a bit. And then I'll post the audio. And then uh, the video should be going up not long, not long after that. but. Yeah, so like he came down with the briefcase. He caught he caught Roman with a nice shot that sent Roman down. And then he turned to the referee that he came down with. I, I believe he came down with a ref. And he hands that ref the uh the briefcase and he's like saying that he's going to cash in. But no sooner than he can do it, I guess the ref must have seen Brock coming. And dropped the briefcase and, and, you know, scurried away as, you know, Brock attacked Theory and hit Theory with, hit Theory with an F5. So Theory didn't cash in, which eventually, if if, if you were looking at the, at the end, you see Theory back up to his feet and, and he has the briefcase. Um, so, so yeah, so he, he wasn't able to cash in. And I mean, it just was like it. It was, it was, it was something, man. It was one thing after another. Uh, Roman did get back up, and he, he, he starts in theory with the briefcase. <laughs> like, yo, you can't make this stuff up, and we're not even done. Because. I don't remember if that was before or after. Um, I don't remember if it was before or after Theory tried to come down and cash in. Because I could have swore I thought the ring was still in shape. Um, unless he came down afterwards. I, I forgot I forgot if it was before or after the tractor. But this dude, we, we figure out why Brock Lesnar rode the tractor down to ringside first you know he gets in there he, he you know and ends up pushing the ring off of off of its off of off of its spot i guess off of its center or, or if you will um so roman is in the ring roman's laying roman's down inside the ring if i'm not mistaken and 
the ref is still standing up, but the ref is confused. The ref don't know what to do. The ref don't know to leave the ring, stay in the ring, see what's up with Roman. But fortunately for the ref, he does bail out. And then um, Brock uses the tractor like a forklift and lifts the ring up like that that side of the ring. And Roman tumbles out of the ring. He like rolled like out the ring. So I'm like, yo, like, yo, what is going on, man? Like, like, yo, what is this? So, you know, eventually the Usos get involved. Like I said, you know, Theory, Heyman. And, you know, Heyman goes through 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 the through the through the non-Spanish speaking announce table. <laughs> I know that Spanish announce table was so glad they had a day off today. I mean, had had the day off last night. And yeah, man. So throughout the throughout the match, especially in the later portions, uh, we were getting eight and nine counts on both Brock and Roman. And then like Roman would fall back over, or he would fall against the ropes, or he would be. He would be leaning up against the um like he would be leaning up against the ropes or the barricade. And then Brock was, you know, on the ground and then he gets to nine, gets to eight, gets to nine, and then all and then like all like last moment he gets his foot in. And, you know, Roman got tired of it. Like Roman Roman was sick. Like he was done. Like like he did not like he was not feeling it no more. Like yo, yo, Brock, I told you to stay down, bro. Like, like stay down, man. So he hit him with a, he hit him with a, I think a WWE uh belt shot, title shot. You know, he hits him with the belt. Brock gets up. So then he hit him with the other, hit him with the, the universe title. And then this dude, which this is the spot that that's been done a lot. In um, live matches, but like just every all the chaos that that went on inside the match, you kind of just was like, oh, okay, so he he's gonna bury he's gonna bury Brock. But it was like a sense of urgency. Like you see, one of the Usos struggle to get like the panel or the whatever it was of the announce uh, table onto the pile. Um, like they had still steps, they had chairs, you know, like I said, part, parts of the announce table, like they, and then I guess Roman felt it was enough, enough things there to keep him down. So he kind of like put his foot up on, on there. He gets up on there, puts up his one, um, as you know, the ref finally makes the 10 count and like, it was so cool because after the 10 count, you see, you still see one of the Usos heading over there with another, a, another, another set of still steps. Because, you know, he was going to, like, they were going to continue burying Brock, uh, continue burying Brock. And if you listen into the audio, you probably like, Brock didn't get buried. No, no, he got buried under the stuff, man. He, I'm not saying he, his, he got, got, got his career buried or, 
you know, anything like that, like nothing like that, because it's kind of hard to bury Brock. But yeah, like, obviously, you know, to me, everything, this is a no skips pay-per-view. But if you have like your nitpicks, like I would say the things that you definitely would want to see is Bianca and Becky, Roman and Brock, Logan and Miz, Usos and the Street Profits, and then um, and then you you're good. I mean, you can you can still view like Theory and Lashley or you know, Rhonda and Liv or Judgment Day and the Mysterios. Like, there's nothing wrong with those matches. I mean, but like I said, you can probably nitpick certain things. Like, I feel the four matches that, that, that I named, you would get you would get an enjoyment out of out of the pay-per-view. Excuse me, out of the PLE, the premium live event. So I mean, yeah, like uh Hopefully, I can do more of these. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try like Tuesday night or like Wednesday, like like either Tuesday night or Wednesday early evening uh, to hopefully bring you guys the first NXT Word Watch, and you know we're gonna see how that goes. Uh, I might try a different format as far as like uh, as far as the camera, or I might stick with this one. Who knows? This is uh <laughs> I'll just say word and I'm out. I'll have the links up for the for the for the audio in the video. And then you can follow me on Twitter at uh Jerome says word or at word exclaim and then also on Instagram at Jerome says word word exclaimed that's with the ed and i'm out